I'm Zack Snyder. And I'm Aiden Matthews. And welcome back to another YouTube podcast. The one-stop one stop shop for anything and everything related to YouTube. The show where we've done 80 episodes and yet Zack still can't get the intro right. What's up with that? How much longer will <laughs> we know? have to wait? <laughs> you know, that's the first time in a while I've messed it up. You know, we've got months in between recordings and I'll just, I'll just have it, but it's true. for some reason we've recorded five of these in the last two weeks and I fucked it up today. I think I did so. on, on the last episode where I mixed up anything and everything because it was supposed to, I think yeah. I said it in the, the wrong order last time, but uh, okay. glad you did a worse, a worse version of it because <laughs> now my, well, my error gets fired for that blunder. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> But uh, today on the podcast, uh, we're going to be talking about what we should have done with that intro, and that was editing. Should have edited it oh, together. Uh, yeah. More specifically, yeah. me and Zach have uh, picked a video from our channels that are of recent, uh, you know, recent upload, and we're going to talk mm. about the editing in these videos and hopefully provide some like general use tips give you a little bit of behind-the-scenes look at our process and uh, how we've evolved as editors all, all in one action-packed, thrilling episode of another YouTube podcast. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm hyped for how much you have hyped this episode up. Yeah. For it to just be mid. It's going to be exciting. Well, you know, like the uh, that, that book, The Secret, right? Is if you, you know, yeah. if you imagine it and picture it and you think like it's going to be real. Then it'll be real. So the more I keep hyping it, it's... the more I'm planning the image in your mind that, that this is going to be a baller episode, and then you'll believe it. Okay. And then it'll be it'll Fair be good enough. suddenly or something. I don't know. I don't think that's real. I don't think the secret is a is a real thing. But uh, I don't know. Fuck it. Reverse psychology. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't even know what the secret is. Oh. Oh. Hold on. Yeah. Something's coming in. Oh. I think I, I think I just found out what the secret is. You found out the secret? Tell us, tell us. Uh, yeah, y'all, apparently the secret is that if you're just getting started on YouTube and you have a little bit of money to throw around, you can spend $99 to get the YouTube starter kit. Wow. Truly enlightening. <laughs> I can't believe that was the secret the whole time. And we just didn't, didn't know. Anyways, um, yeah, YouTube starter kit, $1,500 of value. You know you know the vibe. Dozens of th- downloads for you templates okay, for advanced YouTube thumbnails. Shadow artwork, in cards, lower thirds, royalty-free background music, fonts, more. Pay one price, unlimited access. You've been here. We know this. So why you ain't bought it yet? Come on. It's in the description. It's in the show notes. And, and, and if you buy it, you'll be supporting another YouTube podcast, too. But of course, if you don't have $100 and you still want to support this podcast, you can become a support on Anchor at anchor.fm slash another dash YouTube dash podcast. You can decide to support us financially at $1, $5, or $10 a month, and we'll read your name on the podcast. This will also be helpful when Zach a Stroke comes halfway through this episode, and I have to pay for mm. the medical bills, so... Yeah, you know that'll help as well. Yeah, Zach ain't paying for him. He can't afford that shit. Nah, so, you know how it is. Thank you, thank you to our sponsor, Anchor, <laughs> and Awesome Creator Academy. The secret of a lifetime. We're just out here revealing it in a 
in a random episode of the podcast. It's insane. You know. Yeah. This is episode 80, bro. It is. Sure is. How crazy is that? Done 80 of 80 episodes. Man, what a waste of my fucking... (laughs) Anyways, uh, so we're going to be talking about editing today. Yes. Which is, like you said, what I should have done with that intro, but Mm -hmm. that's too much work. Uh, But we do spend a lot of time editing our own videos. Right. Thankfully. Um, So you picked out a video of yours. Yes. Called Echo the Dolphin, Golden Axe 3, and Rystar. 30 for 30. Maybe I should have edited the Uh, title if you know what I'm saying. What the... I love that. Whew. That's uh, just three video games. Who fucking cares? Uh, oh boy! But uh, kind of a kind of a Christmas special as well. It came out December nineteenth. True. And then I chose long. a video, nineteen minutes long. I chose a video called "I Watch Netflix's Holiday Three Times." Here's why, your everyday nerd. Mm-hmm. Um, this is my Christmas special, uh, where I talk about a a, a Christmas movie. For twelve minutes. Now, granted, and, uh, this is yeah. the this is the title on the video, but really the full title is "I Watch Netflix's Holiday Three Times." Here's why: a modern deconstruction of the rom com genre and how a forgettable teen Nick Star and Chris Hemsworth look like made this holiday Scrooge. And I can't even holiday <laughs> Scrooge. What is that other word? It got blocked out by the in logo. Yeah. Up a bit and root for a make believe movie relationship. Yeah, yeah, you guys, you guys, something like that. I don't know. I don't know what the. Uh, I think it's make this holiday Scrooge cheer up a bit. Oh, for this make believe that makes sense movie relationship. Yeah, it's a lot of words that in an R that. that it could have been. So, but that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so that's our that's our videos. Um, you want to tell them the the kind of inspiration behind this? Yeah, sure. Um, so I've talked to Zach before. That I'd just be, you know, going on YouTube and finding random ass channels sometimes and getting addicted for a month. Uh, mm-hmm. And this month's addiction is a guy by the name of Hiller Smith. He's like, oh, another white dude with glasses. What is this, Scott the Waz? And that's what I thought at first. Mm-hmm. But actually... Nostalgia critic. <laughs> Doug Walker? <laughs> uh, but no, it's actually Logan Paul's editor. You're like, what? Logan Paul's editor has a channel? And he does. And... uh Despite what that may sound like as a YouTube channel, it's actually really good. It's uh sure yeah. there's a couple of Logan specific videos on there and you're free to skip them. Uh but the majority of the channel is all about editing. Uh he picks YouTube videos from popular creators and breaks down the techniques that make these videos popular and, and good and how he could improve on them. He's also talked about movie trailers behind his own process type shit. And that kind of inspired me because I'm like, hey, We've done like a general purpose editing discussion. We've talked about software, mm-hmm. basic cuts, basic ideas, but that doesn't really give you an idea of the behind the scenes process that me and Zach go on video to video and some of the more advanced stuff that we use to make our videos entertaining and interesting. So I'm like, we should do this like analysis shit before our own content. Um, and so that's what we did. We watched both of these videos that Zach mentioned, and we also brought up a Google Doc full of notes, critiques, questions. We're going to go through them, talk yeah. about the videos, and hopefully it's interesting to listen to. Maybe you learn something new. That's what I'm hoping. Hell yeah. That's what I'm hoping. That'd be epic. I think we should so, start uh, with the, with your video, since that's that's how okay. we watched them. You know, we watched the holiday That's true. We first. did watch mine first. Cool. 
So I guess like the general vibe of this video is I watched a bad rom-com three times. Yes. Not intentionally I, at first. Just not okay. intentionally at first. Uh, I watched it for the first time. I was like, this is kind of enjoyable as a rom-com. It's kind of funny. Let me get the boys to watch it with me. And then uh, everybody but Aiden watched it with me and uh, they hated it. Um, and then I was like, yo, Aiden, I'm trying to watch this a third time. Cause I think it'd be funny. You want to watch it with me? And then, and then we watched it together and I hated and, it. Um, yeah. And you hated it, which is fair. Uh, and then I made a video about it. Um, you know, it's mostly a joking video. I'm making fun of the movie. Not much reason why I wouldn't be making fun of it. Um, but there's also like a kind of sarcasm, sarcastic bit to it where I'm calling it a masterpiece. Uh, and then the end of the video goes off the rails. We, we can talk about that. We'll get to that. Uh, we'll get but to it. it's mostly like your typical like video essay guy watched a movie and it's funny bad. So let me talk about it. If you've watched typical Yins like Loquisha and, you know, Snowmance, you get kind of a general idea of what the holiday version of that would be. Um, yeah. But that being said, it's also a later Yin episode, uh, the last one to come out. So it is, in my opinion, better than those other two just because of the, the editing techniques and how far you've come. Uh, we even see that right at the beginning of the video with the new Yin intro and logo, which is snazzy True. and, and True. fresh and shit. Um, I know you've thought about like removing it or changing up the intro and shit, but, uh, of all the different versions of it, this, this one's been my favorite for sure. Thanks man. Yeah. I, I really like it. Um, I have talked about removing it and I'm still trying to figure out like if that's the best play. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually haven't come to a decision yet just cause it's been so long since I put out a video at this point. It's been like five months, but, uh, but, um, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm still really happy with how the intro looks. I like the new, are you an everyday nerd? Hit that, descri- hit that you know, subscribe button and notification bell little thing. Um, a lot of that is kind of effects and stuff I found on a website called Storyblocks. Oh, shit. Which, um, it's, a, uh, it's a subscription service. I have access to it because of clients. But you can find, like, different... After Effects templates, animated backgrounds, stock footage, um, all that kind of stuff. And I kind of found a couple of things that I really liked and then like mixed it with some other stuff with, so that it could be more yin specific. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think it looked fresh. So I'm pretty happy with it. I think it does too. I got a couple of yeah. notes here on here. On this, on this, Go for this it. I'm curious to hear what you got to say. <laughs> and uh, a yeah. lot of these are just like four words. Right, so I, I'm gonna have to elaborate on a lot of these. But the first thing I wrote <laughs> down, uh, can you can you guess what what do you think what do you think was the first thing to catch Aiden off guard here? Dude, I don't know. This beginning bit is just me, uh, in a Wu Tang Clan shirt, mm-hmm. holding up a stuffed, uh, banana, yes, which is an anime character, and uh, saying. Merry Christmas. So I really don't know. I, I don't. You know got it. You got it though. Yeah. You you, you, you nailed That's it. it. I wrote down epic opening banana zoom. <laughs> Hell yeah! Because you zoom in on banana while while you say that, and it happens like in three seconds, and then we are just off to the yeah. end. we're off to the races. Banana says, "Help me." 
Yeah. Old Texas has helped me because he's being. Uh, I didn't catch that. Guess so. Uh, Oh, yeah, no. yeah, yeah, I missed that shit. It's in black text. It probably should have been a little bit better to read now that I'm looking at it. It's just kind of like, yo, uh, <laughs> but now you're being held against his will, I guess. Oh, right? oh. that's kind <laughs> of a darker, a darker tone. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> it's really, it's really funny. Actually, I need to save this as a, a little, a little macro image, a little meme. Because it is, um, it is really funny. <laughs> let me let me see this shit. Yeah. yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Help that poor yeah. boy. What's he doing? This video specifically, I um uh, I got these lights, these like LED lights to go on the shelf. Mm -hmm. And the last two videos use it. And uh I've actually removed them since because I really don't like how they look. Uh and I don't think it helps anything. I think I don't know. The lighting could be worse here for sure. Uh, and it's definitely as you a go bit on in the video, darker. You kind of get used to it, but but yeah, it, it, it's a little bit darker and a little little strange. Yeah, um, that's not specific to editing. That's just a Zach's not. eighteen millionth problem with lighting part two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It just continues. It just continues. <laughs> Eventually, he'll get it. Um, Don't stress. It, the first thing that I wrote down, yeah, is just ahead. kind of like uh, a technique that I use in all of my videos and client stuff. Is um, I use a lot of zoom ins and close ups to yes. kind of keep visual interest. Mm -hmm. That is kind of my style, um, and it's like, you know, I didn't create it. A lot of people do it, but like I use it extensively. Um, I don't like doing jump cuts, so if there is going to be like a jump cut needed, then you you're going to see like a, a ten percent, twenty percent zoom, um, or close up shot there, um, and then sometimes when I'm trying to kind of put emphasis on a point that I'm making, then I'll start zooming in from the beginning of that point to the end of that point. And then again, to kind of keep interest, if I'm not going to show any kind of footage of a movie or a game or something like that. Yeah. Like uh, I wrote down almost every shot of Zach on camera had a zoom in at least most of them did. Yeah. There's very little of like the static shot of you talking. It was either zoom ins or, comedic gags or just cutting straight to footage a lot of the time um which is good right because i think it it keeps the interest a lot of the time it's not something i do often uh but mm. i appreciate its value especially in comedic gags i used to do it a lot on questions on the couch where i just zoom in on my face when something stupid happens or whatever um, <laughs> being able to make fun of yourself it's... like that with zoom ins is a powerful tool to unlock especially if you're not naturally funny being able to agree. add the humor yeah. into the edit by zooming in on shit that's like out of ordinary and wrong <laughs> is is a good way to like add a little bit of humor to a video. I agree. One of the one of the differences between my content and yours, and it's not a bad thing. I think it's what makes you know my videos strong and what makes your videos strong is that uh, I'm very like quick pace. I like mm. to try to keep the pacing quicker and try to get the video as short as possible. So you know I'm not overstaying my welcome uh but then you you kind of go on the other side of things to where you you have a lot more of a like uh like breathing room yes in your pacing um you know there are static shots there are like intros to games and we'll get into that when we get to your video uh but i think it's i think it's cool on both ends because we make different content you know, we talk about our content so much to each other, and yet our style is still different. And I find that really drastically cool. different, even though it's like media. <laughs> drastically, shit. that's different. like all it is. Yeah. yeah, 
Mm-hmm. But no, I agree. That's a that's a good distinction between the between the two of us for sure. Uh, I think we've like taken from each other in, in yeah. those respects too. Sometimes 100%. I try to like get more of the vibe that you have, and then on some parts you're trying to get some of the more quick paced stuff from me, and that's kind of cool. I've I've talked about before on the podcast of trying to cut down videos a lot just because of yin specific things. Um, so mm-hmm. a lot of the later back to the video games and even thirty for thirties, like the whole the whole point of trying to hit under twenty minutes was partially inspired by you having, you know the ends have so much like of a quick pace and shit. And uh, sometimes I succeed. Sometimes I don't, uh, but it's a good, like it's a good thing to follow. It's a good rule to follow. Keeping visual yeah. interest is something I talk about a lot. Um, and something I, I really liked in terms of visual interest is also in the beginning after the intro where you're talking about how much mm. you hate Christmas. And it's like, Oh, whatever. You know, we've seen like the Baha bug Scrooge type shit. And it's not so much that the things you were saying wasn't funny, because it, it was, but I really like <laughs> the idea of cutting to footage of like really horseshit Christmas things while you're talking yeah. about how bad Christmas is. So he's like, I don't like Christmas movies. Here's a here's a shot of Lumpy. I don't like the music. Here's the animated grandma got ran over by a reindeer scene. And it's like, here's Taco Bell. And then he just shows an actual picture of Taco Bell. But it changes things up. Uh, yeah. So, so I really like that the visuals in that shot made what you were saying funnier than they probably should have been, which was a really good use of like a humor type shit. I, I love that bit. Yeah, yeah. I like I like doing that a lot because I think there's only so much you can do with like written comedy, like scripting out the comedy and making it funny that way. Uh, I think what makes videos uh, so special is that. There's there's like another level of creativity on what you can show on the screen to make it funnier. Mm-hmm. Um, that joke because, doesn't land in a podcast. Yeah, you know, no, it doesn't. Then land in a written it tweet. Doesn't. You have to have like both the visual and the audio to make that work. That was really cool. I agree. Epic. Uh, um, I guess like the 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 other like big technique that I've kind of used before. Um, and I've seen you use it in your video as well, which is, which is cool. But, um, when I'm, when I've got like footage from a movie and I'm going to use the audio from that movie, I want to highlight a scene or something. Usually before I play that audio, I stretch the footage over what I'm talking about so that it naturally goes into that instead of just like a hard cut to another scene in the movie, if that makes sense. Yeah. No. Uh, that, the idea that, uh, Hiller Smith talks about is you want to try to avoid these sort of hard cut scenarios where either the eye line mm-hmm. changes or what's happening on the screen is is vastly different. And what you'll find a lot of the time is you can make that easier on yourself if one part cuts before the other. So in this case, we see the visual, but the audio from the previous shot is talking over it. Or the scene will be playing with music, and then we'll see the audio before we cut back to the camera. Whereas if you were to cut both the audio and the visual at the same time, not to say that can't work, and sometimes it's good for comedic effect, but when you cut both at the same time, it's more drastic and more off-putting. So by like breaking right. that shit up and naturally flowing from one to the other is a, is, is a great technique, and I've used it a bunch too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that's exactly on the money right there. It's 
I want to, I want to keep that visual interest going, but I don't want to mess up the pacing. And that's not like, it's not easy. In fact, before we recorded this episode, I was telling you, like, it's hard for me to kind of talk about what I do in editing because mm-hmm. a lot of it is so much intuitiveness, right? It's, it's just my intuition on whether or not this feels right. Um, so this is kind of an exercise for me on trying to figure out how the hell to talk about my own content. Uh, but, but yeah, like I want it to be visually interesting, but I want the pacing to still be strong. And that's, that's one of the things that I do. Another thing you did that I noticed a lot too, uh, was the movie will cut every time there's a breath in your dialogue. So you'll be talking Mm. and then there'll be a little pause and then the movie will cut to a different scene and then you'll talk again. And it wasn't necessarily like I've seen Gerard do where it's like every sentence it cuts and that's a good approach too. But this was interesting in the fact that like there were three points in that sentence and after each point where you breathe a little bit, the movie is already cut to the next scene relating to that next point. Or it might not even relate to a point at all. It's just simply a different scene to keep your eyes visually interested after a while. Yeah. Um, And that's something you do that I envy a lot because a lot of the time when, when I'm editing, I'll have like one piece of gameplay for like 30 seconds or 20 seconds. Uh, and that's fine, but if the 30-second increment, like, isn't visually interesting or if it gets boring after a while, well, then you got to do a little bit more work after the fact, um, where you're, like, cutting on every little breath <laughs> for, for parts of this video. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I started doing this, I think, with, like, it was right before Yen, when I did those, like, Walking Dead videos and, like, the Pokemon waifu videos, mm-hmm. uh, I started doing this a lot, but like every single phrase almost, like you said, it's not necessarily every sentence. It's like every single point that I might have, I switch to another scene because I just wanted to, I wanted to have that fast pace uh, to it. And, you know, I got a lot of that from like watching fucking game theory yeah, <laughs> and then like similar type of videos that have like a big emphasis on the editing. Um, that was kind of where I've gotten that. And like, I can't, I can't go back to anything else because that's what, um, that's what feels natural to me. So I got to ask then from that approach, given that you cut so often, whether it's in a movie, whether you're choosing to zoom in, whether it's a cutaway gag and we'll get to those, um, Mm -hmm. there's all these different cuts and shit. Are you ever just like in the timeline and you're like, I feel like I should cut here, but I don't know to what. Like, what do you do when you've reached that point of like, I don't know what the what the fuck to cut to in this specific instance? Or is there always like a rule? Um, like if it's movie, it has to go to movie. If I say something funny, it has to be a gag or you just whatever comes naturally. So one of the things that I've done more recently, season two based, so like the last 30 or so videos, is when I'm recording, instead of trying to make it look like I'm looking at the camera the entire time, I usually have like paragraphs or sentences that I know I'm going to have stuff over it. Mm. And so like, I'm just looking directly at the script when I'm recording that. Uh, So usually it's, if I'm looking at the camera, it needs to be focused on me unless I have something better that can go there. Um, And then if I'm not looking at the camera or even like if I mess up and it doesn't look like I'm looking at the camera good enough, uh, then I'm putting something on top of it. Usually the movie or the media you're referring yeah, to. Yeah, the movie or the game or whatever it is. It's and more it's, of a it's really easy thing. with movies. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, pretty much. That's kind of things I do in the script. Um, it's really easy with movies because you usually only have about two hours of footage to go through. And, you know, if I've, if I've written the script well enough, then I know my talking points. And as I get to that part in the timeline, I can just go pick out that clip from the movie and just put it on there. Mm-hmm. It's a lot harder with games because you got sometimes 20, 30 hours of footage that you got to go through. Uh, same thing with TV shows. It's very difficult. Um, music is another one where it's like, how do you, how do you keep that visual interest if you don't have anything to show? To show visually, um, that's hard. But um, yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot more difficult. I think that's why, like, if I was ever going to niche you your everyday nerd down even further, it would just be a movie channel mm. because it's so easy to edit those kind of videos. Um, but obviously, I don't want to do that because I want to talk about other things. I but, get you. Yeah. What's next that's up on your list it. there? So, um, the next thing I have is sound design, Ooh, I didn't which is this. something that I'm, I'm trying to get better about. Um, I do a lot of work on the, the Pat Flynn Pokemon videos with sound editing and stuff, adding like swishes and booms and different sound effects there. Um, this one doesn't have too much of it, but every single time I make like a I mentioned the word brilliant. Am I calling this movie brilliant? I have a little counter and a ding, right? Um, You drop a thing into a box and you hear a thud type shit. Right, right. Things that kind of help enhance the video just a little bit more. Um, And it's it's hard to do that often because it's something that I don't think about too much. But when I do think about it, I think it enhances the video. 100%. I have a, a whole folder of like, funny sound effects that are mainly just used for meme shit uh <laughs> mm-hmm. which it's, that's helpful a lot of the time um but even like taking it a step further of like if i'm doing a thing being able to hear that thing like uh in the crossover for example since we're not talking about my video specifically but in the crossover uh that opening where I, like shut the mm-hmm. i shut the truck or whatever um you yeah. get the original audio like that i recorded there uh, but there's music on top of it, so it masks out a lot of the, a lot of just the air and like, not good sounding parts of that recording because it was from far away. Yeah. Uh, but if yeah, I can I keep that. any bits of that original recording for like me stepping on a twig or shutting a door or that type of shit, and it sounds okay, I'll cut it out and just and just use it, use it for that. Oh, definitely, definitely. I do it like I said a lot in like client stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm using it a lot. Uh, it's a little bit different in my videos. Cause again, it's like, when's the best place to do it? A lot of people will have those swoosh sounds, sound effects, like throughout the entire video. And at some point I feel like that, that gets annoying. So I try not to overdo it in client stuff, which is probably why I don't do it much in my videos, but it, it's something that I want to do more of have like a good, a good sound design throughout the whole thing. You need to use that uh, uh Johnny Test whip sound effect for for every little action. There we go. Again. There we go. And scene transition. The the like... Wilhelm scream scream. <laughs> Just use the Wilhelm scream throughout yeah. the whole video. Yeah, that'd be epic. <laughs> I fucking yeah. uh the next thing I wrote on here, and this is something that I love about Yins and like what elevates certain episodes for me, is when you like mm-hmm. have a story. But then you're like, oh shit, I didn't film when that actually happened. 
So you just go make it up, right? Uh, a good <laughs> yeah. example of this is like in the Minecraft video when you're talking about uh, an, an event that happened and you didn't record it at the time. It's like, oh, okay, you know, I could just not show it. But Zach will go out of his way to get Jay to recreate the incident that happened in Minecraft and film <laughs> the whole thing. And you do a similar yeah. thing in this video where it's like, I remember talking to the bros about wanting to go watch Holiday and it's all four <laughs> of us there. And we maybe filmed like two or three minutes of it. But all Zach uses is like a close up shot of the homies faces and Jay saying, fuck you. And we're moving on. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I took out of it. And that's really funny. Yeah. It's really good. Uh, but it's that storytelling element that really gets me invested in some yens where it's like, okay, not only are you telling a story, you're showing how it went down, obviously exaggerated uh, and for comedic effect. Yeah. But I, I love shit like that. So the fuck you bit with <laughs> like everybody in the call was really good. Yeah, I, I, uh, I'd love to do more storytelling stuff. I think the best YouTube videos have, you know, the whole story arc, mm. right? whole storytelling thing is like one of the biggest things that like big youtubers will talk about you're like yeah yeah i get it but i'm making a video about a, a damn rom-com like how can i right how can i do that so even just a little bit i think helps helps a lot some videos you know you just don't have an opportunity to do it you know it's just like it doesn't, yeah. doesn't happen or you have to force it in weirdly you know uh right or like right. a crossover an event um but still still I don't want to be the guy that has like a three minute skit at the beginning of every yeah. video either. No. That shit's annoying. And it's usually not funny. A lot of people that do that I just I, I don't, don't I don't mess with it. So. Yeah. Yeah. You know, our favorite here on the podcast, Doug Walker. <laughs> Doug Walker. Um, the man, the myth, the legend. That's all I my have, nice. I things. have something that I <laughs> I have a lot of that. I have some negative nitpicky shit, but if you have more positive oh, shit, go cool. <laughs> no, nah, I was about to say I have like a really bad thing that I need to mention. Yeah, you go. You go. Maybe uh, we have the same thing. So uh at the end of this video, mm-hmm. I uh, I reveal that the Zach in front of the camera talking positive thoughts about this movie is in fact a different version of myself from a different parallel world kind of <laughs> yeah. led through from the crossover and uh and 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 i have like my 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 personal self come in and like yo what you doing here bro why are you here um and i use what's called adr yep, yep. uh which is uh which is called automated dialogue replacement mm-hmm. that is what it stands for and basically you record a video and you're really far away from the mic like i was uh, the original audio usually either barely exists or is not good. So, um, I, uh, I tried to record that audio. Sure did try. I, I, I recorded it from my chair. Like I recorded the rest of the video. And when you, when you look at that audio with the video, mm-hmm. it, it's very clear that it was done in post. Yeah. And it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote ADR was weird near the end. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's, it's very bad. Um, I've done that in the past with another video because the audio was bad. I did it for the whole video and it's clearly like weird and out of place. So I just I just wrote down ADR is bad. LOL. Never do that if you can avoid it. <laughs> I think it would have helped in that shot specifically. And this is coming from someone who's had himself in the video as another character before is uh, mm-hmm. 
if if the audio's not there or if I have to re-record it, fine. But I cut to other me who's reacting, so you don't see the guy talking on screen. So right, like if right, if you had a sense. shot yeah. of of fake interdimensional Zach reacting and being like, "What?" Then we don't have to physically see. Or if there's parts of the ADR that really work for like a sentence or two, show that and and then cut away to, to fake Zach. It takes a, a little bit more time to do it, but it can't be mm-hmm. as much effort as this ADR was. <laughs> so no, nah, I should have just. Uh... Should have just re-recorded it. Yeah. Um, that's that's really what I had to do. Um, but yeah, Damn. it's unfortunate. It happens. It's it's right it's toward happening. the end, and it yeah. doesn't like bring the video down or whatever. But uh, yeah, that was it's very very amateurish though. When you watch it, you're like, "Damn, damn, the video but, is pretty solid for most of it." And then this part, this is like, what are you doing? Um, <laughs> yeah. I also, maybe this is just an Aiden thing. I don't know. Uh, Go for it. While the box edit did have good sound design, I didn't think it really like fit in the in the moment. It was a very weird visual for me, I guess. Was, oh, that's fair. That's fair. The box edit because you're talking about Schrodinger's frick, and you're talking like one thing censored, and it's like partially censored when you throw it in the box, and then there's another one in there, and I'm like, somewhere along the way, the like it, it got a little confusing for me, uh, but it doesn't last. That's long. fair. Yeah. For for context, uh, there's a there's a scene in this movie where these two main characters may have had sex, but they don't know for sure. So I call it Schrodinger's Frick. Very funny. Referencing Schrodinger's cat, where there's like a dead cat and a live cat in a box, but you don't know which one until you open it. Uh, so I put on the screen a image of a box, and then I drop in the movie poster, and one of them is censored and the other is not. Mm. Um, but it is uh, I, I yeah I, I I like this the first time we did it every time I look back at it I'm just like eh, there might have been a better way, way to, to communicate this, it but... yeah I like the idea yeah but something about the the way you did it, I was like this is this is a little weird <laughs> not off putting <laughs> not right. bad but a little weird um yeah for sure and then the final thing to me and I've noticed you've done this on on a couple of years sometimes is you'll have this like through line right. In this case, mm-hmm. Holiday, it's this modern deconstruction of the, of the rom-com genre or whatever. And sure, you do touch on it like two or three times. But I, I don't know, maybe like for me, I didn't feel like by the end of the video it convinced me of that. And maybe that's not the point. Maybe it's like it's this fucking Zach's a weirdo and that's and that's funny and he keeps bringing it up and it's a funny bit. Uh, yeah. But you've done that before with the Deadpool video where you like this is a perfect rom-com and it's mostly just a review of Deadpool with like one or two bits about the actual like thesis yeah. of it type shit. Um, so I thought that, that that message of the video kind of got a little bit lost in some of the other shit going on. It's um the Deadpool video was just badly written. Mm. Um, much like a lot of Deadpool comics. <laughs> So, you know, it's accurate to the source material, guys. It's intentional. To the, the source material, uh, nah. But uh, this video, it, it gets a little, it gets a little muddled because the ending shows that you were watching the wrong Zach the whole time. Mm-hmm. So the whole, the whole major bit is that I was saying this movie is a brilliant deconstruction of the rom com genre, but in actuality, it's just a bad movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that, but I can definitely get like where it can be confusing. 
because there's are there are parts where you're like, oh look, they're they're doing something different with rom com tropes, and it's like this is a really good yeah. argument. Like he he you trying to do something here, but then it'll cut away to like something funny or, or, or something dunking on it, and I'm like, okay, maybe he don't think it's yeah. it's, it's that. I don't know. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. probably yeah, like that's a three percent of all people who watch this video might have that issue. <laughs> yeah, very not not I a get big it. thing. I get it. It's a it's a scripting thing where it's like I'm still trying to I still try to make my scripts better because there's always something that I feel like could have been just worded a little bit differently or touched on more mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and this video had a lot to do because the main thing was I did want to dunk on the movie, mm. um, but I had that I had that through line and yeah, it, it could have been better for sure. That was it for me. The only two other things I wrote, which I don't have like real points about, was just I like the Netflix shot where it's like a, you know, a TV. <laughs> yeah. and there's Netflix scrolling in the background. It was nice. And uh, I also wrote chicken nugget shot based. Um, Dude, I'm so happy with that shot. So there's there's that. I wrote that. I don't have points with these, so but I, I wrote them down. Yeah. I think the chicken nugget shot is the funniest thing I've ever done on camera. Is it? <laughs> uh, just just me pretending to get fucking hit in the face with a bag of frozen chicken nuggets. It's so, like, painfully cartoonish. Yeah. It's great. And I find it really funny. It's really good. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have anything else to say about it. I think that this is one of my better yins in terms of editing and, and things that i do um one of the only ones that kind of rival it is that adam sandler video but that shit was like 30 minutes and we weren't gonna watch that watch this, it yeah. this episode we wanted like a typical example from from me and zach so exactly didn't make exactly. sense to include the crossover stuff yeah nice if there was Sorry. um oh i'll just ask you this question you can ask me it when we get to the end of mine but like What's one thing you really liked in this video, and what's one thing you wish could have been improved? I think the comedy is pretty, pretty on the on the point. Like I think, yeah, I think a lot of the gags are are really solid. Um, and and when I think about rewatching Yins or videos in general, the thing that usually gets me to rewatch it is like, was this really funny? I think this is a pretty rewatchable video. I agree. Um. In terms of like things I wish were better, like it, it really comes down to that ADR at the end. Mm. <laughs> like that's the big thing. That's the biggest. Like, I wished I had done that better. Yeah, because um, because right now it's just bad, and uh, I have the excuse that I'm a YouTuber under a thousand subs, but like I probably could have done that better. So fair enough. Yeah, no. Still, really yeah, great video. Enjoyed watching it again. Uh, even though I had already seen it, it was fun to rewatch it. Not only to write notes down and shit and talk about it on the podcast, but just in general. It's a video that's held up remarkably well. Thanks, bro. Well, one video well, down. <laughs> one yeah. more to go. Uh, I do want to. I do want to mention that in my in my document about this, uh, it says. <laughs> Yeah. For my notes, it says Zach's perfect video. Mm-hmm. What does it What does it say for for you and your? your my, mine is a little bit different. It's the same point basically, but it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. It says Zach's dumbass video in italics. And oh, so. okay, that's interesting because 
on mine have yeah. have Aiden's dumbass videos. So that's ah, that's I wild. See. I see. You know, it, yeah. one could argue that that this is a biased, you know, video in general because we're we're talking about our own shit. But now I feel like we've revealed an additional layer of bias. You know, that uh, yeah makes our criticisms null and void. So I'm afraid the whole episode we, we canceled. secretly we secretly hate each other's content. Yeah. Awful, but, uh, awful shit. I just try to say nice imagine? things for the for the podcast, but after the recording, oh boy, I got every can video you, disliked. Can you imagine, bro? <laughs> yeah, we uh, we watch each other's content so fucking much and call with each other. Like, if I disliked your shit, I would just be like, "No, nah, I don't want to watch it together. I'm, I'm good. good. I'm good. Well, <laughs> be sad. There's only so much time on this earth. Yeah." Well, you know, <laughs> make a better video. I know they make videos and I don't watch their content for a reason. So, so. you know, it, it's good that we like each other's shit. It's good that we like Jay shit. It's good that we like <laughs> Parker shit. It's good. That, it's good. The homies like the homies shit, regardless of being homies. You know? I agree. It's a nice, I nice agree. balance to have. It is. Anyways, let's talk about Aiden's dumbass. <laughs> yeah. My piece of trash. Uh, <laughs> Echo the dolphin, golden Axe three and rice star 30 for 30 is the uh, third, 30 for 30 toward the end. You know, there's a, there's this one, then there's the Sonic one, and then there's the finale. So we're pretty late yeah. in the 30 for 30 cycle near the end of the series. So I only have a couple of games left to cover, which is important for this context because 30 for 30 was a show that changed drastically from the beginning toward the end, where initially it was mostly on camera and talking a lot about the history and making a couple of jokes and only showing a little bit of gameplay toward as the series evolved near the end, mostly voiceover and gameplay aid, not a lot of history, and mostly just funny game review type shit. Uh, mm-hmm. It sort of changed as the series went on. And I liked the the later version of 30 for 30 that we ended up getting in this video, but just know, if you watch this video, it's not going to be exactly like every other 30 for 30. Each video is different from each other. Um, but this was mm-hmm. the first season of a new show, of a new concept. And so, uh, toward the end, it definitely changed a little bit. Uh, yeah. But the basic premise is this is the lightning round. So I cover three games in one video. Usually in 30 for 30, I only cover one. Uh, but to <laughs> make my life easier and not have to do 30 specific videos, uh, there were two <laughs> lightning rounds where I mashed up a bunch of games that I didn't have a whole lot of thoughts on. This is the second lightning round. I did one initially uh, near the start of the show. Uh, but now we have this one where I'm covering three games. And oh, also, because it's late December, there's a bit of a Christmas theme to it. Uh, and yeah, that's that's yeah. the video. It's the video pretty much. That's the best way I can describe it. Yeah, I'll go ahead and say right off the bat that like when you're talking about a piece of media, it can be difficult to figure out like what do you want the 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 big point to be? Like, mm-hmm. is it? Am I gonna talk about the history? Am I gonna talk about like? Am I gonna really review this piece of media, or am I gonna try to make it really entertaining and funny? And it's uh, it's it's really hard to find a balance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I find with Yin as well, like, cause cause each video could be completely different depending on how important that piece of media is and how much I care about it, right? Which brings so, up a, another major difference between you and me is you script most every in, and mine is not scripted at all. Um, yeah. So I'll have a couple of notes, maybe some bullet points, 
I'll re-record the voiceover part a ton of different times until I get the right take. Uh, but there is no oh script. My. So what you said about like finding a message and a point, unless I have it written down somewhere that I can refer back to, a lot of the time that message is found in the edit because I have hours of footage and I'm like, all right, let's try to condense this down and sort of lean it toward a specific direction. Um, which mm. in this case is just really the story of a bad Genesis game an underrated Genesis game and a great Genesis game. So we like go through the level of quality um, and sort of talk about the backgrounds of each game and, and my personal experiences with it. Not exactly a, yeah. a huge narrative or a mind blowing narrative or anything, but they're ordered in that way for that specific reason. Definitely. I, I am curious because we've talked about the scripting thing before on the podcast, but it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've dabbled with scripting a little bit. I have. Do yep. you find it? Do you find it easier to just record and see what comes up and then save it in the edit? Or do you feel like it would be easier to have the script uh, beforehand? I've done both with 30 for 30. So the Gunstar Heroes episode in Sonic 2, that entire game review portion is all written out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so mm-hmm. I have the script of that. The problem with me comes in the fact that I am not confident in my writing um, because Mm. it's not a skill that I've honed. I know what I like to talk about. I know my points. But for me, it is easier to just say them into a microphone and like filter it Mm. out from there than it is to sit in front of a computer and try to type it out. To me, when I try doing that and try writing thoughts out... I'm way too focused on like the grammar and the presentation of it. And then I speak it and it doesn't sound right because it doesn't have my natural flow. And I'm trying to like fit into a certain style. It takes a lot Mm. longer for me to write some scripts for a Gunstar Heroes video or a Sonic 2 when I already kind of know my thoughts already, but I can just record it, edit it out and and be on my merry way. Um, Granted, there are more flubs that way that just have to be left in. Um, and so the scripted version is typically tighter and I like a lot of my critiques and criticism. Um, but in terms of like humor and flow stuff, I, I, I prefer not having to to script it, but still like I experiment with it and try to do a little bit more in every video because I do see the benefits of it. Um, this video was not scripted though. So, yeah, see, I thought this one was scripted. So that's wild. No, No. that's cool. This one was not. But you'll find that throughout this video when you're watching it of uh, Aiden will say one thing and then slightly refute it or slightly say something different. And that's simply (laughs) just a matter of I'm talking for like 30 minutes on end and sometimes my word choice is not ideal when I'm saying things on the spot, you know? So in the Golden Axe 3 part, I'm like, this game was released on Sega Channel, which was this downloadable service and yada, yada, yada. Uh, But then... And like a line or two later, I'm like, this must mean one of two things. Golden Axe is, is underrated or it's a bad game that Sega didn't release in the West. And that's not what Sega Channel is. Sega Channel was available in the West and available in the East. I should have said mm. was not made an actual release, like a physical release. But I just say in the West, I'm implying that it was somehow exclusive to that region. It's not. Uh but that, gotcha. that's that's a case of weird word choice. Um, another instance where it happens is I'm talking about how Golden Axe 3 has multiple paths. And so you can beat a stage and then go on different areas. My dumbass in the actual video instead says Golden <laughs> Axe 3 has multiple stages. 
wow, really? A beat 'em up game has multiple <laughs> stages? That's insane. That's not that's and I eventually get around to explaining it, like in the multiple points, so you you get what I'm what I mean. Uh but mm-hmm. shit like that is like where having a script would have really helped get the right word choice there for the right context. Uh, but instead, I'm rambling on end, and, and shit like that slips through the cracks, and there's a little bit of misinfo <laughs> on my part there. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Cool. So. Yeah, I know. I know. I have to script. I have to script shit, or I feel like I like don't know what I'm talking about, mm. um, or I'll forget things. Like I feel like there are like major important points I want to make, and if I record it without the script, like it'll just never be made. Mm. I'll just never mention it. Um, but uh, there. I mean, there definitely is a an advantage to both. I think you get a lot more natural humor in yours, and sometimes uh, some of my jokes can can come across forced. Yeah. Um. But it all depends on how you filter. Taken it. from, you know. Exactly. Yeah. We've both taken from each other on that aspect too, where there's there's a lot of like natural humor stuff that comes out when I'm recording, and so I put it in there. Yeah. And then you started to script a little bit too, which is which is cool. I see the value in both approaches, and I wouldn't recommend I do too. one person yeah. do only one or not the other. Like find what's comfortable for you and make that work for you. Hundred percent. So I wanna ask, what's the what's the first thing on, on your notes there? What's the first thing you wrote down? So um the first thing I have is that you do a really great job of setting up the atmosphere. Hey, <laughs> yeah boy. Only for it to just be a Merry Christmas, you fucks. <laughs> Joke. Yeah. yeah. And I, I love it. Mm. I remember seeing it the first time and I saw it now and I'm like, this is, this is fantastic. I'm really big on uh, yeah. music and mood. Um, and so yeah. for a lot of videos, if I'm not just going to do a three second joke or whatever, uh, like a lot of mm. intros are. Being able to kind of get you involved in that this is a slower paced video, this is what the mood's going to be, it's the holiday season, that type of shit. And it wasn't even intentional. It was just after I got done filming the on-camera stuff by that Christmas tree, I'm like, well, you know, I have my DSLR out, why not film the tree itself? And then taking all of that and match cutting it to a track off Epidemic Sound that sounded remotely Christmassy. And you just yeah. get all those shots together, and, and I edit it together, and uh, yeah, I really I really like that. My favorite of those shots is when I'm zooming in on me as a kid with my <laughs> my stupid like face, <laughs> and I'm like showing my teeth and shit. Uh, yeah, and the fucking Santa at the end. I think he's creepy. I don't I don't like him a whole lot. But uh, he a little he a little, little, little sus. He a little sus. But I've done that before yeah. too on the Charlie Brown Christmas yeah. video where I show that Christmas like train, that little train that sits underneath the tree. Um, I love doing shit like that. I'm a big fan of, of atmospheric shit in the media that I watch. And so anytime I can incorporate it into a video, I I love doing it. Well, again, it's like the major difference between mine and your content. And I I think what, why you do it so well is that you let people know, like right off the bat, like this is going to be a little bit of a slower paced video, but there's an atmosphere to it. Mm. That's why like I'm setting that up. I think it can be frustrating when you're watching like a video from some YouTuber that you don't know. And it starts off really fast paced. You're like, Oh shit, this is going to be a banger. And then halfway through the dude's just talking about a game and you're like, bro, get to the fucking point, man. Yeah. Um, I, I, again, like 
you set it off pretty nicely. Like this is this is the atmosphere we're going for, and it, it maintains that atmosphere the, throughout the whole video. I think a lot of people cool. get the idea that like you can't do slower paced videos on YouTube. Um, yeah, and that's not true at all. The problem comes yeah. in uh, with intention and execution, right? You can intend for Agreed. a video to be slower, but that still means you have to put the work in to make that vibe worth it. You know, um, I feel like when a lot of people yeah. will be like, I made a slower video and you just talked in front of the camera for 30 minutes, your intention didn't show, you know, you didn't execute it well enough to make that worth it. Uh, so whether you're doing something fast paced or slower, it still has to be a good video and you still have to put the time in editing to craft that. Uh, the longest mm. I spent editing this video was that Christmas montage at the end and the one toward the end that we'll talk about. Uh, that's it. It wasn't the reviews. It wasn't the gameplay. It, wasn't, it was those small little moments that's only going to be like a minute long. But I wanted them to be really good because they were important to the video. Yeah. Yeah, you you got to have that visual interest still there. Yeah. And uh, your points have got to be like... Good. On, on point. They got to be good points, right? Yeah. Or else you're just wasting time. And I don't feel like my time was wasted watching this video. So that's that's a good thing. There's some early Blue Catch Productions videos where there's like one thing on screen and I just talk for a long time. Yeah, I know what it looks like. Yeah. So yeah, I've, I've done it too. I've tried so. to improve it over the years. Uh the 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 second I wrote I wrote down Epic Christmas montage for the first thing. Uh but then yeah. the second thing I wrote down was beer joke based <laughs> as well. I um I love that. Yeah. I love the idea that in order for you to talk about Echo the Dolphin. A game for you, three you gotta have <laughs> Yeah, you gotta have a Bud Light in hand. Yeah. Not a hard liquor, not a whole bottle of wine like some YouTubers do. No, just a a singular <laughs> Bud Light. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just really funny to me. And it never gets opened. I never drink out of it. No. It's a thing where like yeah. Oh, hold on, I'll be right back. That slow music plays. <laughs> I go to the fridge. I get a shot of inside the fridge. Uh, I actually had to film, refilm the shot of me grabbing it because I was using the wrong arm and it didn't make sense from like the perspective of it. Uh, yeah. And so I got it, walked back, <laughs> and I was like, "All right, let's let's continue or whatever." And I wanted to do like little jokes for all the intros to the game, but I only kind of do the, that one for Echo the Dolphin just because I know that yeah. opening so well. That was personal to me. Um, so that one was very easy to like come up with a little short gag for, uh, yeah, and fun with it. That intro is so bad. That yeah. game, it's just like, what the hell is happening? The so fuck, it's a good joke. Because I've seen like other game reviewers be like, they'd be like, whoa, were, were they high when they made this? What the fuck? So it's, <laughs> yeah, it's a common joke. I'm aware. Uh, for sure, I put my own spin sure. on it. I like it. Um, the, the, I did have like one little thing I didn't like at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got nothing to do with like the comedy or the shots or anything, but like, um, sometimes you use like these transitions that nobody uses. Yeah. And it, and it's, it's like interesting to me cause I, I just wonder like why, like what is your, what's your thought process on that? Um, like you got the, the Santa Claus Zoom in. You've got like this. Uh, There's like a like circle swipe or something. Yeah, with the with the yeah. white around it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Curious about that. <laughs> so this probably started <laughs> maybe around the uh, the Halloween video when I mm. had uh, you know wasn't on camera much for any of it, and so I was just showing images, right? 
And mm. like any YouTuber who's trying to improve his craft, was like, oh, this is just boring to look at naturally. But I didn't know like proper keyframing or proper animating because I was using Sony Vegas at the time. So right. I used what I had and I'm like, okay, well, if the images themselves are going to be boring, I'll uh, I'll put some transitions on there and, and try to spice it up. Yeah. And in a lot of those early videos, you can definitely tell like Aiden <laughs> went ham and picked every little one yeah. and threw it on there. Uh, but from there, I eventually kind of like shortened it down to my three favorites, which is the push in, push out, that type of shit. It looks yeah. natural, looks easy, uh, not hard. Okay. Uh, the iris, I use that a lot for intros. Um, I don't know why I picked it for that Santa shot. I guess I just wanted something different to happen on screen. <laughs> uh, but I do Fair like enough. the iris a lot. Um, and then the linear wipe. That's been my new mm. favorite as of recently. And uh, a lot of the time what it is is I'll use it when I'm like, transitioning to a completely different point um so if mm. i'm talking on screen and i'm doing some cuts but then i kind of transition into something else the linear wipe gives me enough time i think uh for the audience to be like all right he's moving on to something different that being said i agree with that <laughs> i did write down weird linear wipe on the echo gameplay where i'm moving up and the yeah. wipe happens but it's like <laughs> black and shit and it doesn't like really make any sense. So it looks like the game glitched out or, or I did something wrong. That was a bad one. That was a really bad one. Um, but I've been happy with some of the ones that I've used, especially on the Sonic videos. Because with Sonic, it's so hard to cut. Mm. He's running fast all the time. So you can't just cut. Yeah, yeah. And then he'll be somewhere completely different. So I like when he's going up a loop and then a linear wipe and then he's running a little bit further down mm. the screen. That shit's fun. Uh, I can occasionally miss. And I know which linear wipe you're referring to on that Echo uh, part that was bad uh, <laughs> but uh i don't yeah, know that was another one that i was gonna mention but i don't know there's a um, it's just something i've i've always done and i've narrowed it down a little bit to some of the less obnoxious ones i've used star wipes before some blue couch <laughs> yeah <videos>. yeah <laughs> and thankfully i have not used them since uh but it's just working with what you have not knowing how to keyframe shit for a long time it's like all right transitions oh, no, it is that's my only animation software here <laughs> Yeah, I um there's like there's like two or three transitions that I use. Um and it's usually like cross dissolves. Uh there's this one called the whip. Mm. Not the nene, the whip. Uh <laughs> kill me. Um it it used to have to be this thing you had to manually do. And you you've probably seen it before, but it's when something like goes really fast on the screen and it's got like this blur effect to it. Mhm. Um, and then you can do the same thing to get it off the screen. It used to be like a manual thing where you'd have to like keyframe it onto the screen. Add this thing called a directional blur, yep. which would blur it and turn it 90 degrees and, and then like make sure it goes there fast enough. But uh, Adobe Premiere recently, like two Just months added ago, it. added the whip transition. That's cool. And there it is. It's it's so helpful. Saves so much time. It's so helpful. Because um, I was doing that on the, as early as like, the the january february uh pat fun videos mm. um just manually now i can just throw that bitch on there so you'll probably see more of it in my own videos because now it's not pain in the ass to do heck yeah i love when a software like like that gets easier and they they add things that are actually useful and not just dumb little whatever wasted it's time it's it's great nonsense that's why i've been enjoying davinci resolve uh hell yeah a lot I'm still learning it. Still having a fun time doing that. 
Uh, the Hell next yeah. thing I wrote down, and I'm sure you were gonna complain about it, so I'm, I'm getting I'm getting ready for the for the punch. Uh, but yeah. I wrote some games do not work for the intro. Mm. Which is when I'm like, all right, let's talk about Echo the Dolphin, and I cut and show the game's intro. Um, yeah. Sometimes it does. I think in this video in particular, the Golden Axe three ones like visually interesting enough. You get a little bit of the music. It's nice, whatever. Uh, but what really got me to notice it was that Echo the Dolphin one is is miserable, and I'm like, oh, it's very long. God, like this should have been this should have been cut down. And in fact, the Rise Star one did get cut. When he flashes, mm. it flashes to white. You get like another like thirty seconds or some shit. But what I did is oh, wow. I took that white point and then just showed the last ten seconds of the intro, and you don't even know. You don't even know the difference. Uh, really could have used something like that for the for the Echo intro, but man, that is such a, a game-to-game thing. Sonic games, mm-hmm. Sega logo, Sonic shows up, you're done in 10 seconds. Others, they got to show a whole narrative story, they got to show all the characters <laughs> doing cool shit, and then we eventually cut to the tile screen, but the music's already faded out. Some have music, some don't. It was a unique challenge and, and almost a pain in the ass uh, to get them in there, um, but part of the reason I did it was just because, like, you don't get to hear a lot of these games in their in their natural like habitat. I don't just show that's true random that's gameplay true. clips. So the the process behind it is like if you're watching this and you have no idea what Echo the Dolphin is or Rise Star or Golden Axe Three, sometimes those intros do enough to like explain to you the viewer, oh, it's this kind of game, or oh, it's that mm-hmm. kind of game. They give you a little bit of an idea. Um, so that's why I do them, but but some some games like the Echo one do not work for for having an intro like that. I'm glad you brought that up because I did want to kind of talking about transitions. I wanted to talk about the actual like game to game transitions that you do here, and um, I, I remember the first time I was watching some of your Thirty for Thirties, I was like, the game intros are interesting, but but like you said with like the Echo the Dolphin specifically that one goes on for too long. Mm. Uh, however, I think it is a great idea. I think that it helps um it, it helps the video breathe. Like it's 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 solid pacing usually because you're you're going from one game to the next. It's a nice little like breather from you talking to here, you know, and and like you said, like I do like seeing what the game is about because um you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of gaming videos that unless you're watching a let's play you're not going to get a lot of the identity of the game there. You're mainly mm-hmm. just getting a dude's thoughts. So it is cool what you do with 30 for 30 is you, you really do let us know like what this game is about and how it feels. Um, I think in terms of making that something better, uh, it, the, the thing I would have done differently is the echo, the dolphin one, like after the Sega logo, I would just skip Cut to, to like screen. half of that. Right. Or, or skip to when the, the dolphin comes on screen first instead of, like, the 10 seconds of, like, ocean footage. Yep. Um, I, there, there's probably, it would take a little bit longer time, but for some of these intros, you could probably edit it down and it, the audience couldn't tell whether it was edited down or not. Oh, yeah. Um, if, they, if they're getting upwards of a minute, I'll try to, like, trim some of that shit out. I did not for that yeah. go on it, and it shows. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even, like... I, if if I was doing this, I'd trim it down to like five to ten seconds. But mm-hmm. you're going for a different vibe, so it'd be like 
be hard for me to like tell you to do that, obviously. Right. Um, but uh, I mean, it's it's a great thing that you do. I still I still like it a lot. I like that the Golden uh, Axe intro is pretty good. So it's like cool to see that. The game over ones are usually a lot easier because what I'll do is when I'm mm-hmm. making my final point, I'll cut to thirty seconds before the game over, and then when I'm done talking, yeah. I'll look at that. The game's ended, right? You get to hear the game over theme, and then I'm moving on. So those are a little bit easier to kind of like function and, and pace, and they're also quicker, so they work a lot better. But intros, intros are a bit harder for sure. It, it is funny though, because on that Rise Star game over, I was telling you, it's like we see you mess up on this section like twice, yeah. and then the game over comes out. Um, but like that's that's typically how it is when you game over in a game. You're you're doing the same thing over and over again, and then you foul. So I know a lot of uh. To that point, a lot of video essay and game channels like will play the game, sure, and they'll get their thoughts, but then the actual footage they use is from somewhere else on YouTube, and that's fine. Yeah. I don't hate that. Yeah. I'm a big fan of showing like my process, right? Uh, if I'm showing you footage of you Golden Axe 3, that is me playing Golden Axe 3. That's not someone else. Uh, occasionally, if there's like an unlockable character, like there's a kangaroo you can get in the Streets of Rage game. I'll show footage of the kangaroo, like from some other someone's YouTube channel, and like mention who it came from. Uh, but I'm a yeah. big fan of like, look, I'm recording this. I'm 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 getting I'm getting my use out of it. You're gonna see how I died. You're gonna see how I fucked up. You're gonna see me playing the game, and uh, all that sort of shit. I'm surprised nobody's commented on Thirty for Thirty of like, wow, gameplay on this is ass. Who who fucking <laughs> who is this? <laughs> but nobody's bitched about it yet, so I'm okay, I guess. We've we've talked about it off camera before. Um, I think that's like another major difference between me and you when it comes to games. But it is something that I'm starting to do where I'm like recording my own footage. Um, it can be hard if it's like a 60 hour game. Yeah. Like I can't record. I couldn't have recorded my entire experience with Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, but like uh, I want to do more of that. And I've got footage of games that I plan on talking about already in the hard drive mm-hmm. now. So I, I, I agree with that. Like, I think that's something you should do if you're talking about games. Um, Only because it is because an interactive media. It's your experience. Yeah. Like, yeah. You can't do that true. with movies. You just download the movie and edit the movie. You can download the song and edit this the song. True. Games, like, that's that's a little bit more interesting. Um, so I like doing that. Um, Yeah. If I'm talking about like multiple games in a video, usually I'm going to YouTube and I'm looking up the footage there. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is something that I want to get better about showing my experience with it rather than downloading footage. Nice. So, what you got? Yeah. What you got so I, the, the major thing that I have left mm-hmm. that I'm curious about is towards the end of this video, you finished talking about these three games you got a little game over sequence from Rystar. And then just out of the blue, there's like this really neat uh, Rystar footage with like uh, a CTR scan, like overlay. And it's kind of zoomed in and angled a little bit. Mm-hmm. And you got it playing for a good like 30 seconds, I think. Yes. Uh, and I'm curious what the thought process on that is. Because it's really cool, but you never do it again. So no, I'm wondering. Never in 30 for 30 do I ever do what it again. What is this? Uh, <laughs> so in this case, um, I didn't intentionally, right? It was just going to be the game over over to me talking again. Mm-hmm. But I was, I got my new TV for my birthday. Uh, this 4K TV. 
and I was like, yeah. I wonder if I could like film something off of this. So I went to YouTube oh, and searched oh. up a uh, 4K Ristar gameplay or whatever. Yeah. And it's like a big 50 inch TV. And then I just filmed it like off the DSLR, like off the camera. Uh, so oh, all the scan lines so and shit. this edited like that. This is just like your actual TV. This is my actual TV. Yep. That's really cool. That's really cool. That's, That's like why really the angles visual. are Because I'm filming it from, okay. from different spots. Uh, and then putting it yeah. together. Obviously, it's a bit noisy in some parts, and you can see where I'm trying to like focus in and focus out. Uh, but I just had that footage after like experimenting around with it, and just like the Christmas montage, I found a track that I really liked, sandwiched it right in between those two bits, edited it together, and then once the music ran out, have the audio from the from the next cut coming up, and then cut to the visual by having it fade out so it feels more natural. Uh, but that's just another thing is like, is this an important part of the video? No. But does it create like a mood and atmosphere and something to like think about after the fact? Sure. You know, that's a that's that's a fun little calling card. It's a fun little like moment in the video where you can just kind of like breathe and enjoy the game because we are at the end. Right. Yeah. So there's not much I'm, yeah, I'm having yeah. left to say. Uh, in fact, a lot of the ends of my videos is just like, all right, it's over. That's it. Hope you enjoyed watching it. And the last minute's yeah. kind of boring. Uh, this is a good example, I think, of like using that ending time for for something cool and creative and and fun to kind of like end the video out on. It's cool. Yep. I I really like it. I almost imagine like you could use this for the uh, the star when you do the ranking for the stars or something like that. Mm. Future videos or I'd love to see more of that if possible. But if this is just a one video thing, like I get that too. It's fun to do. I like doing it. <laughs> yeah. Big on that music, mood, and atmosphere, man. I, I love that shit. And yeah. A lot of the content I watch, so. I threw it in twice in, in one video. Hell yeah. The uh, the only other things I wrote here, it's just two more. Uh, I like the, okay. the specific cuts I made on gameplay. Uh, specifically when mm-hmm. I'm talking about cryptic echo puzzles. And I show like me pushing the seashell over to the rock and like talking to the glyph and shit. Uh, really helped for that mm-hmm. game because it is cryptic and weird. Um, yeah, that is really weird. As well as like the Star stuff with the hands of like, I didn't just cut rapid fire to things. I showed the intro stage, which uses your hands in a lot of different ways. And then when I'm talking about swinging on the pole, that's when I cut. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I liked a lot of the, the Star editing of gameplay shit, specifically the part where I'm like talking about the character and it's the end screen and then like a little... The blur. It might have been a directional blur. I don't know. Uh, and then push up on a on a Ristar image to talk about the character, and then cut to another bit of gameplay there. I've done that before on Gunstar Heroes, talking about the characters there, uh, the Sonic videos when I mention a new character type of shit. Uh, yeah, I, I like those. I like those moments as well. And then the other thing I mentioned, the last thing is, uh, I mentioned before. I don't really. You don't get to really like hear a lot of the games except for the intro and outro. I kind of wish I had mm. showed off a little bit of some of these soundtracks more uh, because I noticed toward the end when I'm talking about the Star soundtrack of like, well, they've only heard one song and it was the intro. It would have been cool to hear some of the variations of it. Uh, but I've never cut away from it, that. you know? Um, I never did. So I kind of wish I had shown off that a little bit more. It's always, um, it's always frustrating with that particularly because I remember your F-Zero review back yeah. in the day uh you have an entire like minute and a half section where you're ta- where you just show soundtrack bits yep 
cut to and footage. it's on on one hand right like on one hand i like that because uh if i've never played the game i get to hear like some of the best music on the other hand watching the video it can like mess up the pacing a little bit yeah um so it's it's tough to figure out like kind of the perfect perfect middle ground there mm-hmm. um and then and then also like i know with yin since season 2 i've just used like almost like lo-fi hip hop beats in the background right to kind of create my own atmosphere or jazz or something like that uh used to i'd like incorporate the soundtrack of the games or the movie um a lot of the times that can get copyrighted which can uh which can mess up the video but then like you know depending on the game like i'd still like to use certain soundtrack elements from it because like you're you're trying to present it in its best light right yep um in the i don't uh, know what the answer there is but you know in the top 10 cinema pokemon video that entire soundtrack is just pokemon music just to like yeah. from diamond and pearl so you get more of a gen 4 vibe I'm even thinking about doing it with the Zelda video because it is like a, a key part, but I'm not going to spend 15 minutes talking about every good Zelda soundtrack. I'm covering the entire series here. So that might right. be a video that right. benefits having music, uh, but those are big topics, right? 10 Pokemon from three games or like with there's a hundred of them or a whole Zelda franchise. Sure. Uh, for yeah. for this, stopping the entire video just for a little bit of Rystar music might not have been worth it. Uh, right. But at the same time, like I'm talking about this thing, I want it to be represented in the video, right? Like, why am I speaking this? Here's why. Here why. Uh, but no, I agree. Yeah. Sometimes they can be very poorly done, and I have very poorly done some of them. I've stopped, I stopped that same. Star Fox Zero video just so you could hear the voice acting, <laughs> you know? Just random lines <laughs> yeah. of dialogue from Star Wolf and Company, which I thought was important. Probably wasn't. Probably wasn't important. <laughs> Yeah, it's also like if you want every video to have it's the same feel. Uh, some games have really bad sound design and yep. soundtracks. Yep. And uh, you know, like I I did a video about Garfield games, the beginning of Yen, and one of those games had an amazingly like a Good. surprisingly banging soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, the rest of them did not, and so you just hear bad Garfield game music throughout most of the video. That's frustrating. I get it. Yeah. Epic. Well, that's all uh, I have. Yeah, I don't have anything else either. I'd, uh, I I will say, to kind of simmer down the beef, mm-hmm. I'm now changing my document to Aiden's perfect video. Wow. What a glow up. Yeah. I'll change Hell yours okay. from Zach's dumbass video to Zach's slightly mediocre video. <laughs> I'm so happy to hear that. As a sign of good faith to uh, awesome stopping this beef right here. Yeah. You bumped it up. Yeah. <laughs> bumped it up a little bit. Hey, man. Hey, man. A 7 out of 10 is better than a 3 out of 10. There you go. There you go. For sure. Yeah. Nice. Uh, but no, I, uh, I like doing this. I, I feel like I got more out of it than I thought I would. Because, like I said before we recorded this, I was like, I don't know how to talk about editing that much. Um, but no, I feel like we got through this pretty good. So. Yeah. Mention some things Hopefully. we don't usually get to mention on the podcast about some of the behind the scenes shit. Hell yeah. 
hopefully the audience got something out of it. I'd be curious to hear what your uh, what your takeaways are. Mm-hmm. What kind of editing things do you like? Because um, I'm always always trying to learn, always watching other videos and trying to trying to politely still their techniques. Hell yeah! If you uh, you if you have the time and you want to go above and beyond, watch both of these videos and then like come back to this comment section and like if we didn't mention a specific thing, like throw it in because I'd be down to hell yeah for any critiques or uh, you know compliments otherwise. So. If you have yeah. the time to watch both these videos, that'd be really cool. I'd love to read those comments of like what you thought of these two specifically. Same. I'll have both of the, the YouTube videos in the description of the show notes. They're both under 20 so, minutes, so they yeah, shouldn't take that much time. Yeah, I decided not to bring out my 45-minute best of 2019 video. Probably for the best. Probably for the best. You know, probably. Oh, shit, I forgot the... Yeah. Um, because I asked you, like, what was the one good thing and the one, like, kind of anything? That's right. What's what? What? What's yours for your video? Uh, so for the good, like, I didn't know it at first, but as we talked about it, it became kind of clear. Uh, those music mm-hmm. montages, man, they're not only so fun to do, but give like a life and an air and an atmosphere to a video that I enjoy <laughs> so much that I watch from other people. And when I rewatched this video, it immediately like put me back in that mood again. And I was just like, oh, this is so relaxing. This is so nice. I love what I've been able to do with like music and, and mood shit using the slower pace, like my advantage to create something like interesting and unique. I agree. In terms of uh, the bad thing, slaps. <laughs> aside <laughs> from that bad linear wipe on the fucking echo gameplay that really should not have been there. Uh, I think the intro, the intro shit is, is something to keep in mind, especially as I go more and do a, if I do a season two, a 30 for 30, being a little bit more conscious about how long these intros are and uh, trying to see mm-hmm. if I can get them to be shorter. Uh, not short enough to where like they're barely even a thing. I wouldn't want them to be five seconds or anything, but uh, right. if I could get more of them in the 10 to 30 second range, that that's not too bad. And I, I don't need I him being a minute and 45 seconds and shit. That's something to, to improve on. Yeah, I agree with those. I think those are some some good points. Yep. I, uh, this is random. I, I think it could be interesting if at some point uh, both you and I pick some of our favorite YouTube YouTubers mm-hmm. and uh, maybe maybe stuff that each other doesn't watch and kind of share some, some banging videos from them. Cause I'd be interested to see like what some of the, the kind of more vibey atmospheric content that you watch a lot of the time. I'd be interested to see where those inspirations come from. Oh yeah. That could be fun. That could be cool. It could be really fun. So yeah, I'm not, I don't know like when, or I'm not promising the audience anything, but I think that could be cool. Heck yeah. To talk about, or at least just a, you know, experience real quick before we go. Yeah. What are like some, yeah, just key editing like takeaways that like most people whether they're going for a fast style video or a slower style video or like some some key things that that people at home can use to improve their videos yeah yeah so i think like number one is visual interest that's the big one um it's a it's a video right like you know if you're if you're really good at scripting and you're really good at talking uh but you're not good about showing what you what, what needs to be shown along with it might as well just do a podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or a live stream or something like that. I think 
think what makes some of the best YouTube videos the best is that there there's shit coming up on the screen, coming off the screen, and it's relevant to what you're talking about. If your eyes start That's to get like bored and you're not like paying attention to what's going on and you're just kind of like listening to something in the background, that's when like visual interest has failed you, right? Yeah. So on a agree. practical level, like don't have a shot that goes on for a minute where nothing changes, you know, change it up a little bit. Either cut to on camera, cut back to the gameplay, show a different part of gameplay, show a different part of the movie, throw an image up on screen. We talked about that a lot. Some rapid cuts mm-hmm. to music are a good idea. There's a lot of different ways you can do it. Even zoom-ins and transitions can help key into visual interest. But the idea is that it shouldn't be stale. It shouldn't be looking at one thing and then a cut, and then one thing for a long time, and then another cut. You have a lot of opportunities with editing, and doing nothing is is a pretty boring way to to make a video. Get creative. Yeah, and it it could take like a really good video, um, or it could could take like a mediocre video and make it a great video. (laughs) That's how important that stuff is. Yep. Um, the the best the best examples I can think of are like the completionist and the game theorists. Yep. And uh like I don't be watching game theory anymore. But, you know, as far as like visual you know, visual stuff you can see, like he does a great job or his editors do a great job at, at showing stuff on the screen a lot. I agree. Um the the other main thing is like uh it's a video audio experience. So audio is also super important. It's the other key there. Having so, good audio you know, that you can hear and like is, is mm-hmm. palpable and not good audio changing rapidly be. between shots. <laughs> yeah, don't don't do ADR. Don't do ADR. Uh, you know, if you can if you can create some kind of sound design using sound effects, using music appropriately, that kind of thing can help liven up a video as well. I'd say the last thing for me uh, just pay attention a lot to your cuts, you know? We talked about before mm-hmm. about visual interest and shit, but keep in mind also that if you can avoid just the typical hard cut from one thing to another and try something different, uh, that can really help with the pacing and the flow of a video, which is often the hardest part of the process for me, is having a video flow from one point to another, one topic to another. How do you do that? Well, you record a lot of dialogue or write a script, but you use your cuts smartly cutting to the audio before the visual or the visual before the audio, that type of shit. J and L cuts cross dissolves in between each cut. So the audio naturally flows, maybe even keyframe in some shit where if the next scene's a little louder, you can turn that down a little bit and bump it back up naturally. Anything you can do to help improve the flow of a video, which doesn't always necessarily have to be fast. Zach uses it with a lot of fast cuts and a lot of comedic moments. I am more focused on having some slower, breathable moments, using music, using montages, key little areas to breathe, or, like Zach does, to tell a joke or to do something funny or to build up to an exciting result. Uh, Cuts are really like the, the bread and butter of, of YouTube video editing and knowing them before all else will, will help you a ton uh, make videos that, that flow and, and feel natural. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, it's do do what feels natural for you, right? Like expand on that. Um, a lot of, a lot of my editing style and a lot of Aiden's editing style has came from watching a lot of YouTube, uh, watching a lot of movies and TV shows 
and then internalizing that into what feels right for us. Yep. I uh, could not, I, I could not do the videos I did now 10 years ago because I didn't have the experience to do it technically, but also it took a while to like build up what I would consider my style. Right. That's important. things evolve over time. So, yeah. Find your style. Stay inspired. Good, good watch a lot. Now, of why YouTube, the hell? Watch some films. Why the hell is Parker calling me right now? Oh, I'm gonna put him on speakerphone. Hold up. <laughs> yes, sir. Yo, what's popping? I'm bored as hell, and I wanna I like don't be here. maybe watch a movie or do something. But no, nobody's responding. But this bitch, Candace. Yeah, um, I'm recording the YouTube podcast. So say hi. Oh shit! What's good, YouTube podcast? Wait, well, I thought. Aiden, wait, but how are you doing that without Aiden? I thought he was watching. Uh, I'm Indiana right here, Jones. bro. I'm vibing. He's vibing he's, he's right here in the call with me. So I don't know about no Indiana Jones shit. Me wow, so he just so. fucking lied to me. I guess I have to take that uh, up with him. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna say goodbye so I can go finish recording this podcast. Yeah, yeah, he's trying to do something faster than that. All right, peace. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, that was fun. What a trip. It was a fun little thing. Was he, was he about to do a Candace joke on you? Yeah, I wasn't going to let him. That's what it sounded like. Yeah. Yeah, mind you, this dude called me on Discord while we were recording, and then he sent me like four messages, and then he texted me. I ignored it because I'm recording a trying podcast. to be a professional podcaster, Yeah. and then he calls me. Come on, bro. Anyways. Very unprofessional. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of editing. Yeah. <laughs> Man, this shit got to get cut down. Good Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, bro. Um. Anyways, yeah. I uh, I don't have anything else to say. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I hope you got some good good takeaways here. I've been, I've been Zach. Oh, shit. Sure. And thank you for listening to this episode of another YouTube podcast. Yo, that was a jinx. You owe me a soda. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to have to... I am going to have to edit that out. Make it sound like we we said it in the proper time. 